This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Authorities have reported no arrests in connection with the shooting of a man in a West Corners neighborhood. According to New York State Police, troopers were sent to the 200 block of Carl Street just after 7.30 p.m. Monday to investigate the attack. Investigators said a 40-year-old man had been shot in the chest. He was taken to Wilson Medical Center for what police described as non-life-threatening injuries. People who were in the area had reported hearing several shots. State police did not say whether the man was shot on the street or inside a building. People with information about the shooting may contact state police at 607-561-7400. More information on that story available on WMBF.com. In a press release on Tuesday, City of Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram announced that the city had begun a pilot program to build stronger and more sustainable sidewalks using recycled glass manufactured by Claw Industries. Claw Industries, which won the Binghamton Business Plan competition earlier this year, was founded by Binghamton High School and Shenango Forks High School graduates. In addition to winning the Binghamton Business Plan competition, Claw Industries has also won the MIT Solve Youth Innovation Challenge and the Heartland competition, landing the company a $100,000 prize for their win. They use a patent-pending process to turn recycled glass into a replacement for cement in concrete mixes that is both stronger than the cement alone and better for the environment. They call the product Pantheon, and the process reduces cement needed in typical mixes by 20%. It's estimated that the 20% reduction in cement needs reduces the amount of carbon dioxide used by 1,000 pounds per truckload. On July 26 at about 3 a.m., the Broome County Sheriff's Office responded to the abandoned Vestal Hills Country Club located at 3123 Webb Road in the town of Binghamton for a report of a man shot by an arrow from a compound bow. Responding patrols located a man in the parking lot, alert and conscious, with non-life-threatening wounds to his chest. He was transported to Wilson Hospital for evaluation. It was reported that prior to police arrival, two additional people left in a dark-colored sedan. Within minutes, the sedan was observed by a New York State Police marked patrol traveling on Powderhouse Road. When the New York State Police unit attempted to stop the vehicle, the occupants exited the vehicle and fled on foot. A perimeter was established on the occupants of the vehicle, Savannah Perry and Carson Vanko, both 21 years old, of Endicott, New York, were located hiding in the garage of a residence on Powderhouse Road. The subsequent investigation determined that 23-year-old Baiso Vanavogsna of Oliver Street, Binghamton, had been using the abandoned country club to store property, including firearms. Vanavogsna and Vanko were both known to each other. Their relationship began to deteriorate, culminating in Vanko ambushing Vanavogsna at the country club by shooting him at close range with a compound bow and arrow. Upon the searching of the property, a small cache of weapons was located in a building, property consisting of five rifles, one sawed-off shotgun, one BB gun, and two handguns were seized. Additional property believed to be stolen, including a chainsaw, a dirt bike, a generator, and various tools were located and seized. Criminal charges are expected, and the investigation is active and ongoing. The Broome County Sheriff's Office Correction and Investigation Unit arrested Ashley Hathaway, a 42-year-old male from Deposit, New York, Mr. Hathaway is housed in the Broome County Sheriff's Correctional Facility on the charges of grand larceny in the fourth degree and possession of a forged instrument in the second degree. While being searched as part of a SERT team activation, inmate Hathaway was found in possession of an improvised tattoo device. 
Ashley Hathaway was charged with one count of promoting prison contraband in the first degree. He will be arraigned in the town of Dickinson Court, and he continues to be remanded to the Broome County Sheriff's Office Correctional Facility. Michael Mayhew of Rome, New York, was sentenced to serve 200 months in federal prison for receiving and possessing child pornography. As part of his guilty plea, Mayhew admitted that in December of 2018, he took photographs of a six-year-old child naked in a bathroom using a cellular telephone, including images that captured the child's genitals. Mayhew also admitted that in 1993 and 1994, he secretly video recorded three children under the age of 12 in his home, again capturing videos of them naked and in two instances with their genitals visible. He further admitted that from 2010 to 2015, he downloaded from the Internet numerous graphic video files of minors engaged in sexually explicit conduct. Finally, Mayhew admitted that in March of 2019, he possessed 184 images of child pornography on an electronic storage device in his home, and he also possessed two separate VHS tapes that sexually explicit videos he took in 1993 and 1994. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290, also available at 92.1 FM. We sell the ultimate driving machine at Galt BMW. Hey, ch- News Radio 1290, WNBF. Good morning. It is 610 on this Wednesday, July 27th. You're listening to WNBF's First News with myself, James Kelly, usually alongside Kathy White, but no Kathy this week, so all you get is me for three hours, followed by three hours of Bob Joseph. Time for a check on traffic and weather. New York State Department of Transportation is conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81 from exit 6 to exit 4, the 1781 split. Work is expected to last until approximately Monday and is weather dependent as they remove the old bridge which carried Front Street over I-81. The Department of Transportation is also advising motorists that the exit 5 ramp from southbound Interstate 81 to U.S. Route 11 and the intersection of U.S. Route 11 and Old Front Street in the town of Dickinson will close for approximately eight more days to accommodate construction of a new roundabout. Variable messaging signs will be in place advising southbound motorists on I-81 to use Exit 6 or Exit 4A to reach U.S. Route 11. Motorists traveling north on U.S. Route 11 should follow the posted detour utilizing I-81 to Exit 6 for re-entry to U.S. Route 11. And those traveling south on U.S. Route 11 should follow the posted detour using I-81, State Route 7, and Bevere Street. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. And around Broome County... This week, paving will continue on Oquaga Road. The Highway Division will continue changing road culverts on Colesville, Powers, and Tracy Creek Roads. Ditching will be performed on Farm to Market, Pagebrook, and Beartown Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on Hyde Street in Whitney Point, Watson Boulevard in Enwell, and various other county roads. Painting will take place on Main and Bridge Streets in Kirkwood, as well as Route 11 ramps. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. 
If you hear of anything else going on around Broome County or the surrounding areas, feel free to give us a call. Let us know, 607-772-1290, and we'll make sure that everybody gets to work on time. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now, about 56 degrees, 90% humidity, pretty clear outside. Some patchy fog between 7 a.m. and 9 a.m. Otherwise, mostly sunny with a high near 87 degrees. Tonight, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy, with a low around 67 and a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms before 9 a.m. Then a chance of showers between 9 a.m. and noon. Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms again afternoon. Partly sunny, with a high near 87 degrees and a 40% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 10 p.m., then a slight chance of showers after 3 a.m., partly cloudy, with a low around 64, 40% chance of rain. And Friday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms before 9 a.m., then a chance of showers between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 3 p.m., partly sunny, with a high near 83 and a 40% chance of rain. Friday night, a chance of showers and thunderstorms before 9 p.m., Partly cloudy with a low around 59 and a 30% chance of rain. And it looks like we got a pretty good weekend ahead of us. Saturday sunny with a high near 81 and Sunday sunny with a high near 87. It's a pretty nice weekend ahead of us after we get through a, a couple rainy days here left in this week. It's 614, you're listening to WMBF. Vote. Six sixteen on WNBF. Time for a sports update. The Subway Series kicked off last night between the New York Mets and the New York Yankees. Eduardo Escobar hit a tie-breaking two-run homer that capped a four-run first-inning rally, and the New York Mets beat the Yankees six to three in a rare Subway Series matchup of first-place teams. Both teams currently leading their division. Aaron Judge and Anthony Rizzo quieted many of the 42,000 fans at City Field with opposite field home runs on consecutive first-inning pitches from Taiwan Walker. But the Mets stormed back in the bottom half when Starling Marte homered with one out against Jordan Montgomery. Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso followed with back-to-back doubles, and Escobar put the Mets ahead 4-2 with a two-run, two-out homer giving the Mets the first win of the two-game Subway Series. They'll be back in action again tonight. Going for the Yankees, Domingo Herman hasn't pitched much this year. Came out of spring training injured. And was also suspended, I believe, last year. I don't know if it was for the entirety of last year or if that suspension went through 2020 as well. I don't remember the exact date that it started. But Domingo Herman really hasn't pitched that much in the last couple of years or so. And for the Mets, they got Max Scherzer going, a 6-2 record, 2.28 ERA. The Mets are favorited in this game. Understandable when you're pitching Max Scherzer, a sure-to-be Hall of Famer, against Domingo Herman, who's barely pitched in two years. So it's going to be an uphill battle for the Yankees tonight. The Mets may sweep the first Subway Series of the year. And it might be a little preview of what we have to look forward to in October. 
I can only hope, as a New York baseball fan, I can only hope that we get to the end of October and it's a Yankees-Mets World Series. Both teams in first in their division. Both teams, at this point, almost locks for the playoffs. I also wouldn't mind seeing my San Diego Padres make it there. Of course, the Yankees, Mets, and Padres all involved in Juan Soto talks to a certain degree or another. Even David Cohn going so far as to say, now David Cohn, since he's a broadcaster for Yes Now, doesn't usually get too animated about who the Yankees should go out and trade for this guy or they should DFA this guy or should sign this guy. Doesn't go out of his way, mostly just calls the games with the team that the Yankees have. But Juan Soto is such a fantastic talent that even David Cohn was saying, well, look at how the Yankees' prospects have turned out over the last 10 years or so. Most of them really haven't been that good. Specifically, I mean, guys like Chance Adams, who suffered an injury pretty late in his minor league career and never really fully recovered from that, having bone chips removed from his elbow. Fastball velocity dipped about four or five miles an hour for him. And Justice Sheffield, who they traded to Seattle in the James Paxton trade, well, it hasn't really worked out in Seattle. He's kind of bounced up and down from minor leagues and major leagues. Hasn't really found sustained success. Clint Frazier is barely playing for the Cubs. Also prefers to go by Jackson Frazier now for unknown reasons. Now, that's not to say that Anthony Volpe and Jason Dominguez are going to turn out like that if you're the Yankees. But it's certainly something to think about when you have a 23-year-old confirmed superstar in Juan Soto on the market. Empty the farm system. Do whatever you want. The Padres also have a lot of young prospects to give up. A little wrench in their plan might be that Mackenzie Gore is currently injured. So I'm not sure if the Washington Nationals would take a risk on that injury or they would at least undervalue what Gore's brought to the Padres this year because he's injured. And a lot of lower-level prospects. If the Mets were to trade for him, you could see a couple rumble ponies go the other way, specifically Brett Beatty and Ronnie Mauricio. But also the recently departed Francisco Alvarez, who got moved up to AAA, of Give or take three weeks ago, he would likely be involved in a Juan Soto trade if he were to go to the Mets. Speaking of the Rumble Ponies, they won last night, 8-2, to two, against the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. Got RBIs from Brett Beatty, Carlos Cortez, Ronnie Mauricio, and Luke Ritter. No home runs, just a solid 12-hit performance for the Rumble Ponies in their 8-2 win. Jordan Yamamoto pitched three and two-thirds innings, gave up two earned runs and three hits. And that was all the Fisher Cats got. Six you're listening to WMBF. Now it's time for Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street now. Stocks slid on new worries about the health of the economy. The Dow fell 229 points. The Nasdaq gave up 220 and the S&P closed down 46. The economy is caught in an awkward and most experts would probably say painful phase, not to mention a confusing one. Growth is sputtering, home sales are tumbling, and economists are warning that a recession is on the horizon. But consumers are still spending, businesses are posting profits, and the economy continues to add thousands of jobs. Every month. 
And then there's inflation. The Federal Reserve is likely to end its latest meeting on Wednesday by announcing another interest rate hike, likely even higher than the last one. Amazon's empire is getting a little larger. The e-commerce giant is buying the primary care organization One Medical in a deal roughly valued at $3.9 billion. One Medical is a membership-based service that offers virtual care as well as in-person visits. Daria Albinger, ABC News. Is your pro- Six twenty-four on WMBF. Now it's time for Dr. Sanjay Gupta with a better life. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Prostate cancer is the second deadliest cancer among men in the United States. It's right behind lung cancer. Still, if you told me that you were confused about the current screening guidelines, I would not blame you. That's because there's been a lot of back and forth on this. But according to a new study, a PSA test, which is a blood test might be better at screening for prostate cancer than experts originally thought. Researchers at University Hospital's Cleveland Medical Center look back now at three decades worth of medical records and determined this. One death was prevented for every 11 to 14 men who were diagnosed with cancer. And among black men, the PSA test prevented even more deaths, one of every 8 to 12 men who were diagnosed. Bottom line is talk to your doctor, get the test maybe, and then figure out what to do with those results. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. With Angie, you could cross your next project off your to-do list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need, and we'll handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. Or browse reviews, compare quotes from pros, and connect instantly. All for free. For everything from routine maintenance to a dream remodel. Because however you want your project done, we'll get it done. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. I guess I'm lucky. News Radio 1290, WNBF. 627 on WNBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. New York State Department of Transportation is conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I 81 from exit 6 to exit 4, the 1781 split. Work is expected to last until approximately Monday and is weather-dependent as they remove the old bridge which carried Front Street over I-81. The Department of Transportation is also advising motorists that beginning earlier this week, the exit 5 ramp from southbound Interstate 81 to U.S. Route 11 and the intersection of U.S. Route 11 and Old Front Street in the town of Dickinson has been closed and will be so for approximately eight more days to accommodate construction of a new roundabout. Variable messaging signs will be in place advising southbound motorists on I-81 to use exit 6 or exit 4A to reach U.S. Route 11. Motorists traveling north on U.S. Route 11 should follow the posted detour utilizing I-81 to exit 6 for re-entry to U.S. Route 11. 
Those traveling south on U.S. Route 11 should follow the posted detour using I-81, State Route 7, and Bevere Street. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, paving will continue on Oquaga Road. The Highway Division will continue changing road culverts on Colesville, Powers, and Tracy Creek Roads. Ditching will be performed on Farm to Market, Pagebrook, and Beartown Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on Hyde Street and Whitney Point, Watson Boulevard in Enwell, and various other county roads. Painting will take place on Main and Bridge Streets in Kirkwood, as well as Route 11 ramps. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now, about 56 degrees, 90% humidity. Today, mostly sunny with a high near 82. Tonight, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly between midnight and 5 a.m., Mostly cloudy, with a low around 67, and a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 a.m., then a chance of showers between 8 a.m. and 11 a.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m. Partly sunny, with a high near 82, and a 50% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms before 2 a.m., then a slight chance of showers between 2 a.m. and 5 a.m., Then a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 5 a.m. Partly cloudy, with a low around 64 degrees and a 20% chance of rain. Friday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 a.m. Then a chance of showers between 8 a.m. and 2 p.m. Then a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny, with a high near 78 and a 30% chance of rain. Friday night, partly cloudy, with a low around 58 degrees. Before we get into a pretty nice weekend, Saturday sunny with a high near 76 and Sunday sunny with a high near 82. 6.30, you're listening to WMBF. Want to save a... WMBF. 6.32 on WMBF. Now it's time for an ABC Entertainment Update. Entertainment News. Go ahead, make it worse. Reports of the death of Tony Dow, best known for his signature role as Wally Cleaver in the TV sitcom classic Leave It to Beaver, appear to be inaccurate. In an interview with KABC in Los Angeles, Dow's wife says the 77-year-old actor is in hospice, still alive. Multiple outlets reported his passing earlier Tuesday. The Facebook post by his management team that announced his death has been taken down. Dow was recently diagnosed with cancer. Kendrick Lamar, Little Nas X, and Jack Harlow leading the pack with seven nominations, each for the 2022 MTV Video Music Awards. Lamar's up for Best Hip Hop Video for N95. Doja Cat and Harry Styles getting six nominations each. Madonna's got a nod, too, for Madam X. The VMAs happen August 28th. And Roger Taylor, drummer for Queen, is 73 Tuesday. Matt Wolf, ABC News. Even though people... Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Authorities have reported no arrests in connection with the shooting of a man in a West Corners neighborhood. 
According to New York State Police, troopers were sent to the 200 block of Carl Street just after 7.30 p.m. Monday to investigate the attack. Investigators said a 40-year-old man had been shot in the chest. He was taken to Wilson Medical Center for what police described as non-life-threatening injuries. People who were in the area had reported hearing several shots. State police did not say whether the man was shot on the street or inside a building. People with information about the shooting may contact state police at 607-561-7400. More information on that story available on WMBF.com. In a press release on Tuesday, City of Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram announced that the city had become a pilot program to build stronger and more sustainable sidewalks using recycled glass manufactured by Claw Industries. Claw Industries, which won the Binghamton Business Plan competition earlier this year, was founded by Binghamton High School and Shenango Forks High School graduates. In addition to winning the Binghamton Business Plan competition, Claw Industries has also won the MIT Solve Youth Innovation Challenge and the Heartland Competition, landing the company a $100,000 prize for their win. They use a patent-pending process to turn recycled glass into a replacement for cement and concrete mixes that is both stronger than the cement alone and better for the environment. They call the product Pantheon, and the process reduces cement needed in typical mixes by 20%. It's estimated that the 20% reduction in cement needs reduces the amount of carbon dioxide used by 1,000 pounds per truckload. On July 26 at about 3 a.m., the Broome County Sheriff's Office responded to the abandoned Vestal Hills Country Club located at 3123 Webb Road in the town of Binghamton for a report of a man shot by an arrow from a compound bow. Responding patrols located a man in the parking lot, alert and conscious, with non-life-threatening wounds to his chest. He was transported to Wilson Hospital for evaluation. It was reported that prior to police arrival, two additional people left in a dark-colored sedan. Within minutes, the sedan was observed by a New York State Police marked patrol traveling on Powderhouse Road. When the New York State Police unit attempted to stop the vehicle, the occupants exited the vehicle and fled on foot. A perimeter was established and the occupants of the vehicle, Savannah Perry and Carson Vanko, both 21 years old, of Endicott, New York, were located hiding in the garage of a residence on Powderhouse Road. The subsequent investigation determined that 23-year-old Biso Vanavogsna of Oliver Street, Binghamton, had been using the abandoned country club to store property, including firearms. Vanavogsna and Vanko were both known to each other. Their relationship began to deteriorate, culminating in Vanko ambushing Vanavogsna at the country club by shooting him at close range with a compound bow and arrow. Upon the searching of the property, a small cache of weapons was located in a building, property consisting of five rifles, one sawed-off shotgun, one BB gun, and two handguns were seized. Additional property believed to be stolen, including a chainsaw, a dirt bike, a generator, and various tools were located and seized. Criminal charges are expected, and the investigation is active and ongoing. The Broome County Sheriff's Office Correction Investigation Unit arrested Ashley Hathaway, a 42-year-old male from Deposit, New York, Mr. Hathaway is housed in the Broome County Sheriff's Correctional Facility on the charges of grand larceny in the fourth degree and possession of a forged instrument in the second degree. While being searched as part of a SERT team activation, inmate Hathaway was found in possession of an improvised tattoo device. Ashley Hathaway was charged with one count of promoting prison contraband in the first degree. He will be arraigned in the town of Dickinson Court, and he continues to be remanded to the Broome County Sheriff's Office Correctional Facility. Michael Mayhew of Rome, New York, was sentenced to serve 200 months in federal prison for receiving and possessing child pornography. 
As part of his guilty plea, Mayhew admitted that in December of 2018, he took photographs of a six-year-old child naked in a bathroom using a cellular telephone, including images that captured the child's genitals. Mayhew also admitted that in 1993 and 1994, he secretly video recorded three children under the age of 12 in his home, again capturing videos of them naked and in two instances with their genitals visible. He further admitted that from 2010 to 2015, he downloaded from the Internet numerous graphic video files of minors engaged in sexually explicit conduct. Finally, Mayhew admitted that in March of 2019, he possessed 184 images of child pornography on an electronic storage device in his home, and he also possessed two separate VHS tapes that sexually explicit videos that he took in 1993 and 1994. Almost three. News Radio 1290 WNBF. 6.41 on WNBF. Got a long day ahead of me today. I'm still home alone in the studio. No Kathy. Bob doesn't come in till later. And even the people who are here, it's not like we're out chit-chatting in the hallways during commercial breaks. Because not only do they have their own shows to go out and do, but what they don't tell you about working in a radio studio is that most of the time, it's pretty much dead quiet. It's the people who are talking are talking in soundproof studios all the time, and there really aren't that many other people around. So it gets pretty weird here when I'm, you know, coming in at this week, 4 o'clock in the morning. By the way, just an absurd schedule that I've signed myself up for here. Well, I haven't seen the sunrise in weeks. Weeks. Even when I come in later, when Kathy is here, and I don't have to come in early to do everything that she does, which is a lot, by the way. So I'm not really enjoying this week very much at all. But even when I do get to come in later, I'm still just barely seeing the light in the sky. So hopefully I'll get a little bit of that sunrise in a few weeks as the times start to change and the sun starts to rise and set a little earlier and later. But it's definitely weird. It's definitely weird doing like half my work day before I see the sunlight because we're out in the basement here. We have no windows. There's no windows in the studio. I can't see outside. It'd be cool if we could, if we could set up a studio right in one of those offices that you can see from Court Street or State Street. You know, the building with all the letters on it. And we could look out and we could see the people, talk about what we see going on outside on any given day. See sunlight before noon. That would be pretty cool. Not that listeners know I'm adverse to the sun pretty much 99% of the time. But I at least want some daylight. It can't always be nighttime. It can't. I'm really not looking forward to the winter here. Now, I've, I've experienced an upstate winter before. I know what to expect here. But I imagine, you know, if Kathy takes off, a, say, a week in December or January, and I have to come into the studio at 3.30 in the morning in the middle of January, I can't imagine I'm going to be having a lot of fun with that. Even just coming in at 5.30, I, I can't imagine that's going to be fun for me. All I can do is hope that the roads are well plowed and hope that the parking lot behind my building is well plowed as well. Otherwise, it's going to be a struggle to get here. 
644. You're listening to WMBF. Are you one of on WNBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. New York State Department of Transportation is conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81 from exit 6 to exit 4, the 1781 split. Work is expected to last until approximately Monday and is weather dependent as they remove the old bridge which carried Front Street over I-81. The Department of Transportation is also advising motorists that exit 5 ramp from southbound Interstate 81 to U.S. Route 11 and the intersection of U.S. Route 11 and Old Front Street in the town of Dickinson is closed for approximately eight more days to accommodate construction of a new roundabout. Variable messaging signs will be in place advising southbound motorists on I-81 to use Exit 6 or Exit 4A to reach U.S. Route 11. Motorists traveling north on U.S. Route 11 should follow the posted detour utilizing I-81 to Exit 6 for reentry to U.S. Route 11. Those traveling south on U.S. Route 11 should follow the posted detour using I-81, State Route 7, and Bevere Street. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. And around Broome County, paving will continue on Oquaga Road. The Highway Division will continue changing road culverts on Colesville, Powers, and Tracy Creek roads. Ditching will be performed on Farm to Market, Pagebrook, and Beartown roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on Hyde Street in Whitney Point, Watson Boulevard in Enwell, and various other county roads. Painting will take place on Main and Bridge Streets in Kirkwood, as well as Route 11 ramps. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 56 degrees, 90% humidity. Today mostly sunny with a high near 82. Tonight a chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly between midnight and 5 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low around 67, a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 a.m. Then a chance of showers between 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m. Partly sunny with a high near 82 degrees and a 50% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms before 2 a.m. Then a slight chance of showers between 2 a.m. and 5 a.m. And a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 5 a.m. Partly cloudy with a low around 64, 20% chance of rain. Friday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 a.m. Then a chance of showers between 8 a.m. and 2 p.m. Then a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 78 degrees. Chance of rain 30%. Friday night, partly cloudy with a low around 58. And we got a nice weekend ahead of us. Saturday, sunny with a high near 76. And Sunday, sunny with a high near 82. 648, you're listening to WMBF. on WMBF. Now it's time for a check on sports as the Subway Series got underway last night. Eduardo Escobar hit a tie-breaking two-run homer that capped a four-run first-inning rally 
And the New York Mets beat the Yankees 6-3 in a rare Subway Series matchup of first-place teams. Aaron Judge and Anthony Rizzo quieted many of the 42,000 fans at Citi Field with opposite field home runs on consecutive first-inning pitches from Taiwan Walker. The Mets stormed back in the bottom half when Starling Marte homered with one out against Jordan Montgomery. Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso followed with back-to-back doubles, and Escobar put the Mets ahead 4-2 with a two-run, two-out homer. The Mets and Yankees play again today. Domingo Herman going for the Yankees hasn't pitched much in the last couple of years due to injuries and a suspension. And the Mets going with Max Scherzer, 6-2 record, 228 ERA. Mets favorited in this game pretty heavily, pretty solidly favorited, as they should be with a future Hall of Famer on the mound against someone who's barely pitched in the last two years. Binghamton Rumble Ponies won last night 8-2. Got RBIs from Brett Beatty, Carlos Cortez, Ronnie Mauricio, and Luke Ritter. So a good win for the Rumble Ponies. They'll be back in action today, early at 1.05. Pre-game starts at 12.50. You can listen to it right here on WMBF. 6.52. Now it's time for Kim Commando. Last week, I talked about how after losing 1.2 million subscribers in the past nine months, Netflix gambled money on a very expensive production called The Gray Man. Will it save Netflix? I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by CarShield. Surprise breakdowns are easier to handle with a protection plan from CarShield. Save 10% at carshield.com slash Kim. The Gray Man is not a home run, and certainly not enough to stop or bring back subscribers or reverse the $50 billion drop in stock value. The Gray Man is a Ryan Gosling spy versus spy series, with Gosling starring as a rogue CIA agent. With a production budget of $200 million, it's one of the most expensive films made by Netflix. So, can it save Netflix? First, it simply has too many streaming competitors. Two, the recession. People are making tough money decisions. And finally, Gosling is no Tom Cruise. The Gray Man is no Top Gun. And Netflix is not out of the woods. I post breaking tech news at my website, commando.com. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people who you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster. Every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Kim. That's linkedin.com slash Kim to post your job for free. That's linkedin.com slash Kim. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn.com slash Kim. Some per- on WNBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. New York State Department of Transportation is conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81 from exit 6 to exit 4, the 1781 split. Work is expected to last approximately another week, or actually until Monday, excuse me, and is weather dependent as they remove the old bridge which carried Front Street over I-81. 
The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the Exit 5 ramp from southbound Interstate 81 to U.S. Route 11 and the intersection of U.S. Route 11 and Old Front Street in the town of Dickinson will close for approximately eight more days to accommodate construction of a new roundabout. Variable messaging signs will be in place advising southbound motorists on I-81 to use Exit 6 or Exit 4A to reach U.S. Route 11. Motorists traveling north on U.S. Route 11 should follow the posted detour, utilizing I-81 to Exit 6 for re-entry to U.S. Route 11. Those traveling south on U.S. Route 11 should follow the posted detour using I-81, State Route 7, and Bevere Street. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. And around Broome County, paving will continue on Oquago Road. The Highway Division will continue changing road culverts on Colesville, Powers, and Tracy Creek Roads. Ditching will be performed on farm-to-market Pagebrook and Beartown Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on Hyde Street and Whitney Point, Watson Boulevard in Enwell, and various other county roads. Painting will take place on Main and Bridge Streets in Kirkwood, as well as Route 11 ramps. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast right now 56 in downtown Binghamton, 90% humidity. Today mostly sunny with a high near 82. Tonight, chance of showers and thunderstorms between midnight and 5 a.m., but mostly cloudy with a low around 67. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 a.m., then chance of showers between 8 a.m. and 11 a.m., and chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m., Partly sunny with a high near 82, 50% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms before 2 a.m., then a slight chance of showers between 2 a.m. and 5 a.m., and a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 5 a.m. Partly cloudy with a low around 64. Friday, a slight chance of showers before 8 a.m., then a chance of showers between 8 a.m. and 2 p.m., and a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 78, and Friday night, partly cloudy with a low around 58. 659, you're listening to WMBF. This is, this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Closing out hour number one of First News with myself, James Kelly. Coming up later at 9 o'clock, we have Bob Joseph's Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show, and your chance to contribute to the program. But coming up next, we have ABC News. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Authorities have reported no arrests in connection with the shooting of a man in a West Corners neighborhood. According to New York State Police, troopers were sent to the 200 block of Carl Street just after 7.30 p.m. Monday to investigate the attack. Investigators said a 40-year-old man had been shot in the chest. He was taken to Wilson Medical Center for what police described as non-life-threatening injuries. People who were in the area had reported hearing several shots. State police did not say whether the man was shot on the street or inside a building. People with information about the shooting may contact state police at 607-561-7400. More information on that story available on WMBF.com. In a press release on Tuesday, City of Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram announced that the city had begun a pilot program to build stronger and more sustainable sidewalks using recycled glass manufactured by Claw Industries. Claw Industries, which won the Binghamton Business Plan competition earlier this year, 
was founded by Binghamton High School and Shenango Forks High School graduates. In addition to winning the Binghamton Business Plan Competition, Claw Industries has also won the MIT Solve Youth Innovation Challenge and the Heartland Competition, landing the company a $100,000 prize for their win. They use a patent-pending process to turn recycled glass into a replacement for cement in concrete mixes that is both stronger than the cement alone and better for the environment. They call the product Pantheon, and the process reduces cement needed in typical mixes by 20%. It's estimated that the 20% reduction in cement needs reduces the amount of carbon dioxide used by 1,000 pounds per truckload. On July 26 at about 3 a.m., the Broome County Sheriff's Office responded to the abandoned Vestal Hills Country Club located at 3123 Webb Road in the town of Binghamton for a report of a man shot by an arrow from a compound bow. Responding patrols located a man in the parking lot, alert and conscious, with non-life-threatening wounds to his chest. He was transported to Wilson Hospital for evaluation. It was reported that prior to police arrival, two additional people left in a dark-colored sedan. Within minutes, the sedan was observed by a New York State Police marked patrol traveling on Powderhouse Road. When the New York State Police unit attempted to stop the vehicle, the occupants exited the vehicle and fled on foot. A perimeter was established in the occupants of the vehicle, Savannah Perry and Carson Vanko, both 21 years old, of Endicott, New York, were located hiding in the garage of a residence on Powderhouse Road. The subsequent investigation determined that 23-year-old Biso Vanavogsna of Oliver Street, Binghamton, had been using the abandoned country club to store property, including firearms. Vanavogsna and Vanko were both known to each other, their relationship began to deteriorate, culminating in Vanko ambushing Vanavogsna at the country club by shooting him at close range with a compound bow and arrow. Upon the searching of the property, a small cache of weapons was located in a building, property consisting of five rifles, one sawed-off shotgun, one BB gun, and two handguns were seized. Additional property believed to be stolen, including a chainsaw, a dirt bike, a generator, and various tools were located and seized. Criminal charges are expected, and the investigation is active and ongoing. The Broome County Sheriff's Office Correction Investigation Unit arrested Ashley Hathaway, a 42-year-old male from Deposit, New York. Mr. Hathaway is housed in the Broome County Sheriff's Correctional Facility on the charges of grand larceny in the fourth degree and possession of a forged instrument in the second degree. While being searched as part of a SERT team activation, Inmate Hathaway was found in possession of an improvised tattoo device. Ashley Hathaway was charged with one count of promoting prison contraband in the first degree. He will be arraigned in the town of Dickinson Court, and he continues to be remanded to the Broome County Sheriff's Office Correctional Facility. Michael Mayhew of Rome, New York, was sentenced to serve 200 months in federal prison for receiving and possessing child pornography. As part of his guilty plea, Mayhew admitted that in December of 2018, He took photographs of a six-year-old child naked in a bathroom using a cellular telephone, including images that captured the child's genitals. Mayhew also admitted that in 1993 and 1994, he secretly video recorded three children under the age of 12 in his home, again capturing videos of them naked and in two instances with their genitals visible. He further admitted that from 2010 to 2015, He downloaded from the internet numerous graphic video files of minors engaged in sexually explicit conduct. Finally, Mayhew admitted that in March of 2019, he possessed 184 images of child pornography on an electronic storage device in his home, 
and he also possessed two separate VHS tapes, that's sexually explicit videos, that he took in 1993 and 1994. It's 7.10 on this Wednesday, July 27th. You're listening to hour number two of WMBF's First News. Time for a traffic and weather update. New York State Department of Transportation is conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81 from exit 6 to exit 4, the 1781 split. Work is expected to last until approximately Monday and is weather dependent as they remove the old bridge which carried Front Street over I-81. The Department of Transportation is also advising motorists that the Exit 5 ramp from southbound Interstate 81 to U.S. Route 11 and the intersection of U.S. Route 11 and Old Front Street in the town of Dickinson is closed for approximately eight more days to accommodate construction of a new roundabout. Variable messaging signs will be in place advising southbound motorists on I-81 to use Exit 6 or Exit 4A to reach U.S. Route 11. Motorists traveling north on U.S. Route 11 should follow the posted detour utilizing I-81 to exit 6 for re-entry to U.S. Route 11. Those traveling south on U.S. Route 11 should follow the posted detour using I-81, State Route 7, and Bevere Street. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, paving will continue on Oquaga Road. The Highway Division will continue changing road culverts on Colesville Powers and Tracy Creek Roads. Ditching will be performed on Farm to Market, Pagebrook, and Beartown Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on Hyde Street and Whitney Point, Watson Boulevard in Endwell, and various other county roads. Painting will take place on Main and Bridge Streets in Kirkwood, as well as Route 11 ramps. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 56 degrees, humidity 90%. Today, mostly sunny with a high near 82 degrees. Tonight, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly between midnight and 5 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low around 67 and a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 a.m. And a chance of showers between 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. And a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m. Partly sunny with a high near 82 degrees and a 50% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms before 2 a.m., then a slight chance of showers between 2 a.m. and 5 a.m., and a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 5 a.m. Partly cloudy, with a low around 64 degrees and a 20% chance of rain. Friday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 a.m., then a chance of showers between 8 a.m. and 2 p.m., and a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 78 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Friday night, partly cloudy with a low around 58 before we get into a pretty nice weekend. Saturday, sunny with a high near 76. And Sunday, sunny with a high near 82. It's 7.13. You're listening to WMBF. Hey, I just got...
7.16 on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Eduardo Escobar hit a tie-breaking two-run homer that capped a four-run first-inning rally. And the New York Mets beat the New York Yankees 6-3 in a rare Subway Series matchup of first-place teams. Aaron Judge and Anthony Rizzo quieted many of the 42,000 fans at Citi Field with opposite field home runs on consecutive first-inning pitches from Taiwan Walker. The Mets stormed back in the bottom half when Starling Marte homered with one out against Jordan Montgomery. Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso followed with back-to-back doubles, and Escobar put the Mets ahead 4-2 with a two-run, two-out homer. So another rough outing for Yankees starter Jordan Montgomery. It was so good early in the year, over the last month or so, he's faltered a little bit. Really stresses the importance of, well, the Yankees are involved with Luis Castillo, possibly, acquiring him in a trade in the coming days, maybe the coming weeks. But really stresses the importance of having reliable starting pitching. Now, the Yankees' rotation has been fantastic all year. Don't get me wrong, they had two All-Stars in Garrett Cole and Nestor Cortez Jr. Who could have seen Nestor Cortez Jr. being an All-Star? I would expect some level of regression to the mean from him. Not that he's going to be bad in the second half, but maybe just a little bit closer to what you would expect from Cortez, which is you know a three or four pitcher in your starting rotation. A good three, judging by his performance so far this year. But there's a lot of question marks in the Yankees' rotation, including Luis Severino, Jameson Tyone, He's pitched pretty well this year. But he isn't too far removed from some pretty major surgeries for the Yankees. So it'd be nice to get a guy like Luis Castillo in and really solidify like who's going to be behind Garrett Cole in a playoff series. Luis Castillo, it's a good pick for that. It's a very good pitcher. And of course, some of the other popular trades going on. Popular trade rumors, I should say. Sounds like the Mets might not be all in on Josh Bell anymore. It seems hit or miss on any given day that they'd be involved with him. There's a couple other first basemen that they might look at and turn into designated hitters, since I would assume they would leave Pete Alonso for the most part at first base, considering he's their current franchise cornerstone, waiting on a long-term extension from the Mets at some point. Trey Mancini from the Orioles is one of those names that got tossed out there. Said he's playing his next few games at Camden Yards in Baltimore, assuming that they're going to be his last. Really fantastic story, Trey Mancini, coming back from battling cancer. And he's also a pretty good player. So in addition to the great story, you get a fairly good first baseman. You can hit with a little pop, bring some power to that Mets lineup that's really been reliant on starting pitching this year. And at some point in the next couple of weeks, assuming there's no setbacks, they're going to be returning Jacob deGrom to the rotation. So when you're looking at a playoff series, you say you need four starters. Well, if you have Jacob deGrom, Max Scherzer, Taiwan Walker, Carlos Carrasco, and Chris Bassett, well, that's a good problem to have if you're trying to figure out who's the guy we leave out of our four-game rotation when we get to the postseason. That's a good problem to have if you're the Mets. Those are five pretty good pitchers. I would assume Chris Bassett would probably end up in a middle reliever role. Yankees and Mets play again tonight. Domingo Herman going for the Yankees. Max Scherzer going for the Mets. 
Herman hasn't really pitched much in the last two years. Max Scherzer with a 6-2 and two record, 228 ERA. Still fresh off his Binghamton Rumble Ponies rehab games. And speaking of the Rumble Ponies, they won 8-2 last night. Got RBIs from Beatty, Cortez, Mauricio, and Ritter. A solid performance from Jordan Yamamoto. They'll be in action again today, early at 105. If you can't make it to Marabito Stadium, you can listen right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 12.50 with Jacob Wilkins. Other sports news, the latest Russian court hearing in the drug trial of American basketball star Brittany Griner has focused on testimony about countries that regard cannabis as having legitimate medicinal uses. Griner has acknowledged she was carrying vape canisters containing cannabis oil when she was arrested in February at a Moscow airport, but she contends she had no criminal intent and that the canisters ended up in her luggage inadvertently because of hasty packing. Griner, a two-time Olympic gold medalist who plays for the WNBA's Phoenix Mercury, faces up to 10 years in prison if convicted of transporting drugs. Griner's trial began July 1st. Tuesday's session lasted about 90 minutes before the case was adjourned until today. So I might have another update on that later today. It's 721 on WNBF. Now it's time for Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now, a gloomy earnings report from Walmart pulled down other retailer shares and sent the broader market into a funk on Tuesday. The Dow Jones lost 228 points to close at 31.761. The S&P gave up 1.1%, the Nasdaq 1.9%. Investors also were reacting to the latest report on consumer confidence, which fell to its lowest level since February of 2021. The Federal Reserve is expected to wrap up its two-day meeting this afternoon with another interest rate hike. Prices on a lot of things you and I buy might not turn around anytime soon. Executives at Coca-Cola, McDonald's, and Unilever say they'll keep passing along higher prices for raw materials and labor to consumers, at least in the short term. Over at Chipotle, recent price hikes may have helped to raise profits, but they're likely to have scared away some budget-conscious customers. In the latest report, the fast casual burrito chain missed its targets for same-store sales growth. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Almost three. Providing you with the best solutions of your lifetime. The KSO Insurance Weekly Spotlight with Karen Sweet O'Neill on News Radio 1290 WNBF. It's 7:24 on WNBF. We are now joined by Karen Sweet O'Neill, and I love that jingle. That's that might be the best jingle that we have. Oh, thanks, James. It really—I mean—it sounds fantastic. Um, so we got a little preview of what you're here to talk with us today about yesterday. So why don't we get right into mm-hmm. it? All right. Why don't we? So we're talking about how many hours can you work and still collect Social Security. Well, of course, you can work as many hours as you want, but how many hours are going to depend on whether Social Security withholds some of your benefits? So as the name implies, Social Security retirement benefits, James, were meant to be paid out to beneficiaries after they stopped working. But a lot of people want to continue to work as long as they want, but they also want to collect their Social Security benefits. So 
it's always asked, how much can I make before they start taking, you know, back some of my earnings? So from the perspective, uh, first of all, of um, the SSA, Social Security Administration, your full retirement age, the FRA, is for those born in 1960 or later is 67, okay? So if you start to, con, you know, draw income before you reach that FRA age, the Social Security Administration is going to consider you a worker rather than a retiree. And because of that, some of your benefits could be held back. So specifically, for every $2 you earn above a certain limit, the Social Security Administration is going to withhold a dollar of your earnings. So for 2022 this year, the earnings limit, if you're collecting Social Security before your full retirement age and you're working, the earnings limit is $19,560. So, for example, if you're under full retirement age and let's say you earn $39,560 in 2022, then your Social Security benefits are going to be reduced by $10,000. Okay, and of course, just do the math. It's $19,560 uh, uh, minus the 39. So a lot of people get very, you know, upset about that. They don't want that uh, to happen and so on and so forth. So what about if you're turning this year, you're turning your full retirement age? So then things change a little bit. So the amount that you can earn, so you're collecting Social Security, okay, and you decide that you want for this year to at least take it at age 65, okay, and your your uh, FRA is 67. You can earn a lot more before that reduction of the $1 for every three happens. So if you're in that situation, then you can earn up to $51,960 before there's any reduction in benefits. So as you can see, it, as you get older and you're going towards your full retirement age, then things change drastically. So what about people that say, I'm going to wait till I get my FRA and how many, I know, how many hours can I work? So the good news on that one is that once you reach your full retirement age, you no longer suffer any penalties for working and you're going to be entitled to your monthly Social Security benefit regardless of how many hours you work. Even if you work full-time or you run a business, you're going to get to keep your earnings and all of your Social Security payments. And another question we always get is what's considered income? What about, you know, any investments um, that I earn, you know, any income I earn from that. What about um, annuities? If I'm taking a payment from that, what about my pension? Does that count towards income? So all of that is considered passive income. And that means that you can earn as much as you'd like and it won't have any ramifications on your Social Security earnings. Because Social Security Administration, James, only counts your wages or your salary from a job or the net profit from your self-employment as earnings, investment income, and like I said, pensions, 
v, you know, VA benefits, annuities, interests, government or military benefits, none of that is counted as income. And that's a big, big deal because a lot of people might just be working part-time but making, you know, twenty five, thirty thousand 30000 a year and thinking, oh, my goodness, with all my, my other um, investments or my pension, I'm going to be well over that $19,000 threshold. But that will not uh, take part in the equation. And the other thing I wanted to um, let everybody know is losing Social Security benefits because, you know, a lot of people say, I want to collect at age 62, but I still have to work. I still, you know, and I'm still viable. I can still work and I, I want to have that income. If you lose your Social Security benefits because you're working, they're never really actually gone because they're actually just suspended. So the Social Security Administration is always going to make you whole for any suspended benefits. Once you reach your full retirement age, they will recalculate your monthly payout and increase your payments to make up for all those deferred benefits that they took from you. So that's what's going on in the Social Security world. <laughs> yeah, that that all sounds far above my head. And I am one of those people, as well as many of our listeners, I assume, that when I get to that age of retirement, first of all, I'm going out at exactly 65. The second I can retire, that's it. We're good. We're good to go. We're done. Um, and okay. you want to, at that point, just squeeze every dollar you can out of Social Security, out of still working, whatever you can. Everybody just wants to squeeze as much money as they can out of the circumstances that they're in. So these are good tips to help get there. Absolutely. And people don't quite, you know, understand everything and how it works. And that's why we do this kind of informational uh, segment. So they could say, oh, I didn't realize they get the money back because you do. So that's a really good thing. And there's other other things to look at, you know, the taxable consequences and things like that. But that's another whole show, James. Oh, yeah, we have plenty of time for that. And by the time I reach retirement age, after doing all these segments with you, I am going to be a financial expert. Absolutely. And, you know, you'll just come see us if you're not. Yeah, of course. I'm (laughs) going to come come see you anyway. (laughs) We're up on the parkway at 1708 Vesto Parkway East. And we're up above Plato's Closet and Style Encore. You can reach us several ways. You can call us, area code 607-772-4898. You can Google us at KSO Insurance. All our contact information will come up. Or simply go to a phone book. We have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages. Karen, as always, thank you so much for making us a little bit financially smarter. And have a good day. You too. Thanks, James. No problem. 732 on WMBF. It's been a Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Authorities have reported no arrests in connection with the shooting of a man in a West Corners neighborhood. According to New York State Police, troopers were sent to the 200 block of Carl Street just after 7.30 p.m. Monday to investigate the attack. Investigators said a 40-year-old man had been shot in the chest. He was taken to Wilson Medical Center for what police described as non-life-threatening injuries. People who were in the area had reported hearing several shots. State police did not say whether the man was shot on the street or inside a building. People with information about the shooting may contact state police at 607-561-7400. More information on that story available on WMBF.com. 
In a press release on Tuesday, City of Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram announced that the city had begun a pilot program to build stronger and more sustainable sidewalks using recycled glass manufactured by Claw Industries. Claw Industries, which won the Binghamton Business Plan competition earlier this year, was founded by Binghamton High School and Shenango Forks High School graduates. In addition to winning the Binghamton Business Plan competition, Claw Industries has also won the MIT Soft Youth Innovation Challenge and the Heartland Competition, landing the company a $100,000 prize for their win. They use a patent-pending process to turn recycled glass into a replacement for cement in concrete mixes that is both stronger than the cement alone and better for the environment. They call the product Pantheon, and the process reduces cement needed in typical mixes by 20%. It's estimated that the 20% reduction in cement needs reduces the amount of carbon dioxide used by 1,000 pounds per truckload. On July 26 at about 3 a.m., the Broome County Sheriff's Office responded to the abandoned Vestal Hills Country Club located at 3123 Webb Road in the town of Binghamton for a report of a man shot by an arrow from a compound bow. Responding patrols located a man in the parking lot, alert and conscious, with non-life-threatening wounds to his chest. He was transported to Wilson Hospital for evaluation. It was reported that prior to police arrival, two additional people left in a dark-colored sedan. Within minutes, the sedan was observed by a New York State Police-marked patrol traveling on Powderhouse Road. When the New York State Police unit attempted to stop the vehicle, the occupants exited the vehicle and fled on foot. A perimeter was established in the occupants of the vehicle. Savannah Perry and Carson Vanko, both 21 years old, of Endicott, New York, were located hiding in the garage of a residence on Powderhouse Road. The subsequent investigation determined that 23-year-old Biso Vanavogsna of Oliver Street, Binghamton, had been using the abandoned country club to store property, including firearms. Vanavogsna and Vanko were both known to each other. Their relationship began to deteriorate, culminating in Vanko ambushing Vanavogsna at the country club by shooting him at close range with a compound bow and arrow. Upon the searching of the property, a small cache of weapons was located in a building, property consisting of five rifles, one sawed-off shotgun, one BB gun, and two handguns were seized. Additional property believed to be stolen, including a chainsaw, a dirt bike, a generator, and various tools were located and seized. Criminal charges are expected, and the investigation is active and ongoing. The Broome County Sheriff's Office Correction Investigation Unit arrested Ashley Hathaway, a 42-year-old male from Deposit, New York, Mr. Hathaway is housed in the Broome County Sheriff's Correctional Facility on the charges of grand larceny in the fourth degree and possession of a forged instrument in the second degree. While being searched as part of a SERT team activation, inmate Hathaway was found in possession of an improvised tattoo device. Ashley Hathaway was charged with one count of promoting prison contraband in the first degree. He will be arraigned in the town of Dickinson Court, and he continues to be remanded to the Broome County Sheriff's Office Correctional Facility. Michael Mayhew of Rome, New York, was sentenced to serve 200 months in federal prison for receiving and possessing child pornography. As part of his guilty plea, Mayhew admitted that in December of 2018, he took photographs of a six-year-old child naked in a bathroom using a cellular telephone, including images that captured the child's genitals. Mayhew also admitted that in 1993 and 1994, he secretly video recorded three children under the age of 12 in his home, again capturing videos of them naked and in two instances with their genitals visible. He further admitted that from 2010 to 2015, 
He downloaded from the internet numerous graphic video files of minors engaged in sexually explicit conduct. Finally, Mayhew admitted that in March of 2019, he possessed 184 images of child pornography on an electronic storage device in his home, and he also possessed two separate VHS tapes that sexually explicit videos that he took in 1993 and 1994. Is your News Radio 1290 WMBF 7:42 on WMBF. Moving along the show real nice today. Got a packed show today on First News. Maybe another guest coming up in hour number three. But right now, just back to the normal news. It's a good format. I like it. It's kind of weird reading the traffic and weather like five times an hour. Traffic and weather really doesn't change all that much in an hour, but it's what the people want. And here at WMBF, we give the people what they want. Especially if they want to call in to Bob Joseph's live and local talk show, Binghamton Now, and contribute to the show with some local news or some national news, as some people are partial to contributing. Bob talks about it all. Local, national, state news, anything. Whatever you want to talk about, he will take your phone call. We don't take phone calls here, though. Not on First News. This is strictly information for the people, and strictly me, trying to figure out how to fill a few minutes without my good friend Kathy White here to talk to me. No plan, just unscripted. At the very least, I'm proud of myself for not just defaulting into baseball talk for every single break here. As the people know, I do come from the baseball media world. So if we wanted to do a three-hour show strictly on baseball if that interests the people let WMBF know tell them tell them we don't want first news anymore we want a three-hour James Kelly baseball show and I will deliver of course that show would probably get a little bit more difficult in the winter times especially with the pace that free agency moves in baseball and now I've done it now I've put myself in the baseball hole and I'm already talking about baseball so let's go to commercial. 744 on WMBF. Six. 746 on WNBF. Now it's time for traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81 from exit 6 to exit 4, the 1781 split. Work is expected to last until approximately Monday and is weather-dependent as they remove the old bridge which carried Front Street over I-81. The Department of Transportation is also advising motorists that the Exit 5 ramp from southbound Interstate 81 to U.S. Route 11 and the intersection of U.S. Route 11 and Old Front Street in the town of Dickinson are closed for approximately eight more days to accommodate construction of a new roundabout. Variable messaging signs will be in place advising southbound motorists on I-81 to use exit 6 or exit 4A to reach U.S. Route 11. 
Motorists traveling north on U.S. Route 11 should follow the posted detour utilizing I-81 to exit 6 for re-entry to U.S. Route 11. Those traveling south on U.S. Route 11 should follow the posted detour using I-81, State Route 7, and Bevere Street. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton will close to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, paving will continue on Oquaga Road. The Highway Division will continue changing road culverts on Colesville, Powers, and Tracy Creek Roads. Ditching will be performed on Farm to Market, Pagebrook, and Beartown Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on Hyde Street in Whitney Point, Watson Boulevard in Endwell, and various other county roads. Painting will take place on Main and Bridge Streets in Kirkwood, as well as Route 11 ramps. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 56 degrees, 90% humidity. Today mostly sunny with a high near 82. Tonight a chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly between midnight and 5 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low around 67 and a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 a.m., and a chance of showers between 8 a.m. and 11 a.m., and a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m., but partly sunny, with a high near 82, 50% chance of rain. Thursday night, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms before 2 a.m., then a slight chance of showers between 2 a.m. and 5 a.m., and a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 5 a.m., Partly cloudy with a low around 64 and a 20% chance of rain. Friday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 a.m. And a chance of showers between 8 a.m. and 2 p.m. And a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 78 and a 30% chance of rain. Friday night, partly cloudy with a low around 58. And Saturday and Sunday, pretty nice. Saturday, sunny with a high near 76. And Sunday, sunny with a high near 82. It's 749. You're listening to WMBF. Almost three. WMBF. 7.50 on WMBF. Time for a quick sports update. Eduardo Escobar hit a tie-breaking two-run homer that capped a four-run first-inning rally, and the New York Mets beat the New York Yankees 63 or 6 to 3, excuse me, in a rare Subway Series matchup of first-place teams. Aaron Judge and Anthony Rizzo quieted many of the 42,000 fans at City Field with opposite field home runs on consecutive first-inning pitches from Taiwan Walker. The Mets stormed back in the bottom half when Starling Marte homered with one out against Jordan Montgomery. Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso followed with back-to-back doubles, and Escobar put the Mets ahead 4-2 with a two-run, two-out homer. The Mets and the Yankees face off again today. For the Yankees, Domingo Herman taking the mound. Hasn't pitched much in the last two years or so, an 0-1 record with a 15 ERA. I doubt that will stick. A small sample size for Domingo Herman. But then again, he hasn't pitched much in two years, so who knows? For the Mets, Max Scherzer, a 6-2 record, a 2.28 ERA. Mets are favorited in the game. The final game of this two-game Subway Series. 
for the Binghams and Rumble Ponies. They won 8-2 last night against the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. Got RBIs from Brett Beatty, Carlos Cortez, Ronnie Mauricio, and Luke Ritter. They'll be back in action today at 105. If you can't make it to Morabito Stadium in person, you can listen right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 12.50 with Jacob Wilkins. 7.52 on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Tech Trends. From ABC News, Tech Trends. And so we're hearing a lot of concerns from all of you. So I wanted to take a few moments and clarify a few things. Instagram CEO Adam Mosseri doubling down on some recent changes to the app after backlash from two of its most prominent users. History shows that when a Kardashian or a Jenner talks about your platform, you should probably listen. Jack Appleby writes Morning Brew social media newsletter, Future Social. He says Kylie Jenner and Kim Kardashian took issue with Instagram earlier this week. A post about whether Instagram should be like Instagram again, referencing that it's getting more like TikTok. The complaints come as the company continues to push new types of posts to the main feed, namely Reels videos from recommended creators. It was a friend-to-friend network. Now it is a, I'm seeing content from people I did not elect to follow. And that affects how the users view the platform. But despite the backlash, Masseri says they're committed to video. I do believe that more and more of Instagram is going to become video over time. With Tech Trends, I'm Daria Albinger, ABC News. You know, I'm... on WNBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather before we head to hour number three of First News. The New York State Department of Transportation will be conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81 from exit 6 to exit 4, the 1781 split. Work is expected to last until approximately Monday and is weather dependent as they remove the old bridge which carried Front Street over I-81. The Department of Transportation is also advising motorists that the Exit 5 ramp from southbound Interstate 81 to U.S. Route 11 and the intersection of U.S. Route 11 and Old Front Street in the town of Dickinson will be closed for approximately eight more days to accommodate construction of a new roundabout. Variable messaging signs will be in place advising southbound motorists on I-81 to use Exit 6 or Exit 4A to reach U.S. Route 11, Motorists traveling north on U.S. Route 11 should follow the posted detour utilizing I-81 to exit 6 for re-entry to U.S. Route 11. Those traveling south on U.S. Route 11 should follow the posted detour using I-81, State Route 7, and Bevere Street. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed, and a signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, paving will continue on Oquaga Road. The Highway Division will continue changing road culverts on Colesville, Powers, and Tracy Creek Roads. Ditching will be performed on Farm to Market, Pagebrook, and Beartown Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on Hyde Street in Whitney Point. Watson Boulevard in Endwell and various other county roads. Painting will take place on Main and Bridge Streets in Kirkwood as well as Route 11 ramps. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways and mowing will continue on the right of way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast in downtown Binghamton. 
Right now, about 57 degrees, 90% humidity. Today, mostly sunny with a high near 82 degrees. Tonight, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly between midnight and 5 a.m., mostly cloudy, with a low around 67, 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 a.m., then a chance of showers between 8 a.m. and 11 a.m., and a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m. Partly sunny with a high near 82 degrees, 50% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms before 2 a.m., then a slight chance of showers between 2 a.m. and 5 a.m., and a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 5 a.m. Partly cloudy with a low around 64, 20% chance of rain. Friday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 a.m., then a chance of showers between 8 a.m. and 2 p.m., then a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 78 degrees, chance of rain 30%, Friday night partly cloudy with a low around 58. Now it's been pointed out to me that for the rest of the week, you might as well assume there's a chance of showers. It seems chance of showers is all over this weather report before we get to a pretty nice weekend. Saturday, sunny with a high near 76, and Sunday, sunny with a high near 82. So only a few more days of a slight chance of constant showers before we get to a nice weekend. It's 7.58. You're listening to WMBF. Want to say this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. on WMBF. We're closing out hour number two here of First News. Myself, James Kelly, usually alongside Kathy White, but running solo this week. Before we get to Bob Joseph's Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show, your chance to contribute to the program. And don't tell anyone, but there might be a little bit of a ticket giveaway later today. Don't tell anyone, though. Now, what I don't want people to do during Bob's show today is call in after hearing this information. I'm playing hurt. I'm playing hurt today. I unfortunately received a blister on my hand from playing golf this weekend, reminding me that I'm getting much older and more brittle. But I'm playing hurt, so nobody please nobody call into Bob's show later and congratulate me for doing three hours on radio, even though I had a blister on my hand. Coming up next, ABC News.